The following is brought to you in part by MFC Studios. The views of the show's host and guests do not necessarily reflect those of the management, owners, or staff of this radio station. And now, it came from the radio. And welcome once again to a Came From the Radio, the official of the Big Apple Con. This is your host, Mark Torres, speaking with me in the GHR studio. I have our senior correspondent, Charlie Saladino. Hey, hello, fun seekers. I have our very own, nicely done, very own Pronto Comics, Dominic Definition Man Sperano. Hello, sorrow seekers. <laughs> we got to do the other side of it, right? We have fantastic Alex back in the engineering chair. What is up, guys? And we have a special guest with us who we're going to be talking to with and about, which is good because he's here. It helps. We have writer uh, Joseph Monsuri. Hello. There we go. Um, but before we do that, we're going to take it away with the news. Yay. Okay. Yay. The news Yay. is brought to you in part by the fine folks of the Big which we are the official radio show of, celebrating over 22 years of comic book stuff and pop culture news. For more information, go to www.bigapplecc.com. And we also want to do the shout-outs for the Patreons. Of which they are Danny Grillo, award-winning filmmaker Jared Burrell, Two Sentence Horror, Millie Portis, Kyle Horn, Dresden Media, and Oni Jikun. That sounded good. I like how you pronounce that. Yeah, I've been working on it. I had the pleasure of seeing one of the two sentences of horror this weekend. <laughs> Did you? Yes, Nancy. She was very nice. She came by. Ah, so shout yeah. out. Yay. Yay. Wait, You're, closer. You're closer. You're closer. Right. Right. Press the there right button, Mark. <laughs> Ah, uh, you made a mistake. Um. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Why are you right, invading so my space, Alex? This is creepy do, and weird. Let's do the sad news. As we always start off with the sad news. Why? Um, actually, the reason is because we used to end with the sad news. Okay. But then I was told. It's a downer. We should start with the sad news before going to the break. We should start with the sad news. Okay. And then there's no place else to go but up. You know, that almost sounds logical. <laughs> that was that was what that we, sounds like my life right now. All right, let's oh, get move. rid of the sad news and right, take right. it away, Mark. Um, Peter Mayhew, best known for his iconic role of Chewbacca, has died recently from a heart attack. Uh, Peter was more than just a suit actor, as he put his heart and soul in five of the ten Star Wars movies. Aww. So much so that what he he was gave what was referred to as Wookiee Boot Camp to Jonas. Suotayamo, who was the role of Chewbacca in Star Wars Part Eight, uh, Jonas wow. says, "It was so helpful for me because of sounds things nothing I like knew him intuitively, but there's a lot of things I was able to point out, like walking with a proud chest. Those kind of things are very good to go over with him because we're the only two people in the world who's gotten the privilege to play this character. To learn from the original was very helpful." Um, he was at the uh, WinterCon. We I was I was just going to say, we, didn't we see him recently yeah, at we WinterCon? Met him at WinterCon. Yeah. That was yeah, a such years a sin. Yeah, um, very nice guy. Oh nothing, yeah, nothing Extremely but nice things nice. to say about him. Um, mm. I do remember the first time I saw him. It was at right. New York Comic Con many years ago, and he was sitting right next to Gary Coleman. <laughs> well, that's just me. Oh, perfect. But like that was the the visual of that is still in my head. Seeing the two of them right next to each other, and, and uh, how tall was he? Was what seven like feet tall? Him, yeah, he's seven foot three. Yeah, that's almost like putting him next to Felix uh, Silva. Silva, yeah. Yeah, so. but right. it was just it was just I remember walking down there and I was like, 
hey, there's Chewbacca. Hey, there's Gary Coleman. I was like, oh my god, I'm how tall was Gary Coleman? Gary Coleman, he's gotta be. He was five, four foot. Ooh, four foot, or something like let's, that. Let's see. Look that up. We'll look it up during the commercial break. But I just, <laughs> I just you know, if only we had an amazing engineer who had internet access, he could look things up for us. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh, I wait, have a computer think, in front of me. I think yes, he's going that's for right. it. He's going for it. I am. We're gonna I, find out how tall Gary Coleman. Oh wait, is. did I start the timer? Oh, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah the timer's did. going. <laughs> All right, so what am I looking up? Uh, how, how tall, tall was Gary Coleman? How tall? But, oh, that was yeah. disturbing. We did that. But that was Gary. Gary Cooper. Gary Coleman. Oh. Gary Coleman. All right. Four um, foot eight. Four foot eight. So seeing the two of them together was just an amazing visual, which is stayed Wait, with me. Gary Coleman oh and uh, who? Peter Mayhew. Peter Mayhew is seven uh, foot three. So and there you Peter. go. Well, at least he was taller than Emmanuel Lewis. Yes, yes. Wow. Emmanuel Lewis was shorter. But yes, that was uh, something. Um, uh, Peter was uh, survived by his wife, Angie, and their three children. A memorial service will be held for him on June 29th, as well as a memorial service in early December in Los Angeles for fans. Rather than gifts and flowers, the actor's family asks fans to consider donating to the Peter Mayhew Foundation. He was 74. Ah, that's What's wrong. his foundation for? Does anyone um, know? No. This, it no might follow-up questions. <laughs> You're asking follow-up questions. Of course I'm asking. For... How long have you been doing this show? You know better than ask follow-up questions. That's true. That, that's no... why I ask follow-up questions, because it puts you on the spot. Hey, uh, Fantastic Alex. Yeah, what's Can up? you also look up the Peter Mayhew... Uh, what the Peter Mayhew Foundation foundation's is about. for. Right. Listen, I, okay. call May- me crazy. I just have a feeling that if people know what the foundation is for... It would help. They may want to it donate. It would help, yes. Yeah, that's, I'm just that, saying. It that's is. some good, hey, good thinking. Dom, you're crazy. I know, I'm insane, right? Yeah, he's, he's, he's looking. <laughs> it helps uh, if you stop scrolling and just read it. Yeah, it is a non-profit organization devoted to the alleviation of disease, pain, and suffering, and the financial toll... Brought on by life's traumatic events. Ooh, oh wow, that's, that's good. you should apply. So that's an all around good thing. All around all right, good thing. So yeah, donate yeah. people. It's yeah. a, it, it literally says on uh, uh, support the, the littlest Wookie. There, oh, there. look right? at that. So hey, that's a, that sounds like a listen. But these are all things that we could all use help on. I'd say donate if you can yeah. afford to donate. Donate. All right, so moving along. <laughs> it says moving Get towards them. a better life the Wookie way. The Wookiee way. The Wookiee way. The only way. And it's got Chewbacca's sash around a heart. It is so. This is so adorable. Look at that. This is so amazingly adorable. So yeah, so we should we should do that. So okay. Moving on. Happy news. Happy news time. We condone that here. Yes. It came from the radio. All right. Um. From the the fans have spoken and they are not happy. Department. Oh no. When are when are the fans ever happy? Um, um, name one time the fans have actually been happy in recent memory. When they get fan when, service. When Avengers Part 3 <laughs> came out. I think generally the fans were happy with that one. There was no mixed reaction. It was just mm, all happiness. All right. Maybe. Um, this week. Hold on. Is it Star Wars or Avengers related? Neither. Re- uh, then there's definitely no happiness to be had. <laughs> this week saw the release of the trailer for the upcoming Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Oh, yeah, oh, no one's happy about this. Oh, that, that movie. <laughs> and the reaction to the design of Sonic was not kind, to say the least. It was so negative. How fact, negative was it? How bad <laughs> it was, was so it? so negative that the film's director, Jeff Fowler, said that Sega and Paramount Pictures would actually redesign Sonic before the film's release in November. I only got time. Jeff says, thank you for your support and the criticism. The message is loud and clear. You aren't happy with the design, and you want changes. 
it's gonna happen. Everyone at Paramount and Sega are fully committed to make this character the best he can be. Oh, he kind of looks like Sega the Hedgehog. I mean, or, or like Sonic the Hedgehog over there. I mean, or why don't they just put the movie out and then a week later make a reboot? Ooh. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Just the put way, it out and reboot the it. The way of the world lately. Yeah. So, yeah, that one. Go back up. Right? Down. This one. No, down, down. Down? The one that has a comparison. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. The comparison one. The comparison shot. This so, one. Oh. So, yeah. So, so, oh. so he's too big. He's too tall, too skinny. It's, His eyes aren't big enough. Yeah, he doesn't look like he's supposed to look. So and somebody, and remember, it had to go through tons of people. It wasn't just one guy. Really, said, man? Really? It wasn't one guy that said, hey, this is great. A whole bunch of people went through it. A whole bunch of people worked on it. And right. nobody liked it when it came out. So now all those people probably are fired, and they have to probably. go and do. They have to do twice as much work now to get it done yeah. before November. This now, looks way better on the right over here. Do you yeah. see, that's that's the amazing thing. You're making a multi-million-dollar movie. Yes. And you have dailies. Right. You have dailies. Yep. And these big execs go into the dailies and they look at it and they actually let that go. go. Yeah. That's it's crazy. Well, listen, as Seinfeld once said, one of the executives in entertainment, entertainment is just not their field. Yeah, they really that's, just yeah. don't know what that they're is doing. True. They're in the making money business. They're not yeah. in the entertainment. They business. don't know what they're doing. See? They actually have no idea how to ent- entertain anybody. What the Daily should be is a theater of cosplayers, of of sci-fi <laughs> geeks, of everything, and they should approve the dailies. That's one possibility, sure. Yeah. Uh, another possibility would be just they've been putting out this video game for how long? How many versions of this video game? Oh, uh, God. since like years. Yeah. Right. No, over and, longer. And has there been a forty? Has no, there been a Sonic recent? Sonic has not been out since forty years. Sonic has not been out. 40. No, we can we 30. can say twenty to thirty years. Twenty-five to thirty years. Um, when was the most recent like Sonic the Hedgehog game put out? Um, I think he was in Smash Brothers. I believe that they added him. Yeah, he's in Smash. In Smash. He's an ultimate. Yeah. So okay. He's an ultimate Smash Brothers. And ultimate. how how long ago was that? I'm not a gamer, so I don't oh, know. A year? Um, a year maybe? No, not even. Ultimate's only been out like a few months. Yes. Okay. Now I'm gonna assume that that game uh, has like the beautiful 3D design, like anime looking thing that, that yeah, that's going well, on now. You've never seen games. you've never seen Smash Brothers? No, of course he's not. not. A, he's not a, oh, gamer. not a gamer. I'm not a gamer. Okay. I'm not a gamer. It's like um, 1991. See, there you go. Yeah, oh, right. 1991. Yeah, okay. yeah. So almost right. 30 years. Yeah. Um, can you bring up a? Can you bring that up real fast? Yeah, like a, sure. A look at it. Sonic. This is the most interactive like <laughs> one we've ever done. Yes. Um, Ultimate your point. Smash. All right. So I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Okay. So Sonic. what does he what does he look like? Cause I only see an image of him then. He looks, looks like, like that. Look like that. So here's my thought. Yeah. Why don't you just take the people who did Make all those game. graphics <laughs> and hire them for the movie? Because they're busy doing the video games. I'm just Maybe. saying. I don't know. It kind of reminds me of the Sonic uh, Werehog. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. With the fur. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So you just take yeah. those guys, or even just some of the concept artists, and like move just move them on over. Or, uh, that's genius, or right? You, or you take the guys that are going to do the movies and actually look at the game. That too. That also works. That, <laughs> that also too works. You know? No, they want to do their own thing. No, that's that's just dumb. And that's make them more realistic. That's like when Superman Returns came out. Looking. When Superman Returns came out, right? Yeah. And they're like, we're not going to get John Williams to do the score. We're going to get this other guy to do the score. To do it just like John Williams. To do it just like John Williams, <laughs> but not nearly as good. Yeah. Why don't you just hire John Williams? And then want. then they put then they put music arranged by blah 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 original score, score by John, by John Williams. Williams. Yeah. To which, when I remember watching that movie, I'm like, you know, this movie would be so much better if it was just scored by John Williams. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so moving along. Moving, moving along. along. From the, you've been doing it all wrong 
all these years department. Wait, we just talked about uh, Sonic. Yes. Oh, there's another, there's another one. There's another one. Oh, great. The team behind the game Uno has announced that Draw 4 and Draw 2 cards are unstackable. Oh, no. <gasps> oh Inconceivable! Inconceivable! Uno says, ah. if someone puts down a plus 4 card, you must draw 4 cards and your turn is skipped. You can't put down a plus 2 to make the next person draw 6. Well, you know you've tried it. The backlash was swift and unapologetic as players of the game expressed their displease. But unlike Sonic, they doubled down and responded to the complaint simply by saying, stacking is against the rules. For those of you who do not know, yeah. Double down. Always double down. <laughs> Go ahead. For those of you who do not know. Would you know, believe I've also never played a game of Uno in my life? Ooh. Are you kidding me? There you go. So yeah. for those of you who don't know, which Dominic is. This, this is me, yeah. Uh, Uno is a card game which has been around since 1971. I have played that several times. And has developed what's known as house rules for as long as I can remember, where games go from uh, you can play one card, you're going to have one card, you're going to win. Because the game obviously is to get rid of all your cards in your hand. When you have one card in your hand, you have to say Uno before you're able to play the card. If you don't, you, you get penalized for it, and then you have to draw more cards. And right. there's, there's cards on it. You can skip a turn. You can reverse the order that everybody's playing. Then you can draw cards. So if you have a card that makes the next person draw two, you only have one card left, I can make you draw two. But if you had two cards, and you can put that down and make the next guy over to you draw four or draw more, and it can keep on going. And Texas Hold'em sounds easier to understand than this it's game. It's really simplistic. No, Uno is super easy. But it's awesome because of the house rules, but now they're saying, no, you're, everybody's been playing these house rules wrong. Wrong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but, I mean, house rules are house rules. Like, and I'm this... sure everybody has house rules to, like, Monopoly, for example. Oh, yeah, yeah I always yeah. had house rules to Monopoly. Yeah. So, a, there was a banking system in my Monopoly house exactly. rules. Yeah, and, I'm yeah. sure, and I'm sure Trivia Pursuit Pursuit, I'm sorry, rented lips. Trivial pursuit. Nobody plays that game. They just ask the questions. Oh yeah, yeah, easily. Yeah. I just want to see who's the dumbest person in the room. Yeah. So, um, so watch all the people go. I play the game. Watch. Right, right. With Absolutely. Yeah, so that's, but that's crazy how they're like. They just don't care what the fans say. They're like, this is the way it is. This is the official what, rules. What made them decide to come not, out with this? It does not now. say. Because this goes back to the seventies or the eighties. Because the, the game goes back to the seventies, but they said it. All right. This, this past week. So why were they sitting media. on their butts for 50 <laughs> years, practically? Somebody I'm, has to justify their paycheck at one point or another. How could it and, and they sit there and they go, I have a brilliant idea because I'm getting paid for practically nothing and I got to... Justify. If I was something. getting paid for practically nothing, I would never want to rock that boat. Yeah, and just, just enjoy don't, that don't, gravy. Don't, don't, excellent. Don't that's that's no, what you do. Bear. You, you I'm rock you know, the boat. You know why You're they're known. doing this? You know why they're doing this? Probably Uno sales have dropped off, and now so they want to get in the news. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. You know they ha- and jump the Uno sales. Yeah. 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 Did you know that they have a uh, what is it a follow up to the game Uno called Dose? Yeah, they really. Yeah, they do. Will there ever be a a full trilogy with Trace? I have no idea. You're gonna have to take it up with the Uno Corporation. This is what we were. This is what we were talking about a couple of shows ago, that everybody's so if, into gaming right. that the family situation is lost with these right. games. Yes. So they're going down a little, so these people I mean, at these companies to, yeah. have to think think of insane Same things. things yeah. yeah. So moving And on. if there's ever a YouTube version, it'll be called Cortorze. <laughs> Thank you. Um, He'll be here all week. Try to veal. That's going right. Going along uh, from the mm, veal. This is pretty bad department. 
Um, legendary voice actor Jim Cummings, who's probably oh, this is bad for being the current voice of Winnie the Pooh and Tigger for the past 31 years. He's been the voice of everything in Disney, for Christ's sake. Undergoing a nasty divorce with allegations of sexual and emotional abuse, animal cruelty, and various sexual deviant behavior around their two children towards his ex-wife, amongst oh, okay. other things. Um, Jim, while he doesn't deny most of the claims, <laughs> that at the time... That's bad. <laughs> he doesn't deny it, but he says that at the time, the sexual stuff was all uh, consensual. Oh, oh, that's never good. animal cruelty was a misunderstanding from him following the vet's advice saying that, quote, there was an incident where I put a tub over a dog to isolate it briefly as a form of discipline um, as oh, for our I'm, vet's suggestion. And unfortunately, I forgot the dog was there for a while. I'm going to beat course, the living crap out of him it. now. I don't care about the human stuff, he doesn't care. but it's I'm going to beat the guy. living yeah, crap out of him. Listen, man, no, that's, the, that's another disturbing concept of our, of our society. Yeah. You can, oh, you can do whatever right. you want to human beings. You heard a dog. You suddenly, you're, yeah. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're a public pariah. So, um, yeah. You know, listen. Just a word to Jim Cummings in general. Hey, Ed. can uh, can you, uh, Alex? Can you pull up a song? Uh, Wasn't me by Shaggy. Wasn't me. <laughs> Wasn't me. Yeah, now don't sing it. You, <laughs> please. Me. It's gonna ruin everything. <laughs> it's, it's it's terrible. Yeah, play it low while he's giving, play it low. Here we go. This is gonna be awesome. There yeah. you go. Perfect. Go. Ooh, with the lyrics too. Jump, jump it ahead. Jump it ahead. Oh yeah. Open up, man. Yeah, oh, like. Whenever these allegations come out about you, you just you just don't you, you don't not deny. You just deny, 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 and when they finally realize that you're lying, you keep lying. All right. So actually, it's funny you you mentioned it. Like you don't go. Like, it was consensual. No one cares. Just say nope. Wasn't me. Didn't do it. Wasn't me. It's funny. You actually, you didn't even get to the wasn't me part of the song. Which yeah, was you, you told me to cut it. It's fine. No, it's don't fine. listen to him. It's fine. That's why I'm saying just jump so, into the wasn't me part. So it's actually funny you mentioned this. Um, I had to go to. Listen, if it works for the president. <laughs> I had to go. I had just to go, keep lying. I had to go to uh, to traffic court, uh, the DMV, uh-huh. this Monday. and the No guy, wonder life's I gone. Won. I you won. won? I w- well, I didn't lose. I won. <laughs> Not losing is winning when it comes to the DMV. So, Inconceivable. Inconceivable. I so know. The guy in front of me, but the guy before me, this based on what you said, the guy in front of me, he went up right. there and he walks up to the judge and the judge is like, all right, do you have any evidence? No. Do you have any uh, witnesses? No. Do you have anything to say for yourself? He goes, I only have my word. And I'm like, this is his plan? Wow. This is his, his plan. Defense? This is Bad it. Plan. This is, I'm like, this, he's going to have the best thing ever to say. He's going to have something so amazing. Right. So the the cop says his part. Blah, 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 blah. Right. Oh, and right. the Having, cop was there. Yeah, the cop. Oh was there. my wow. God! So, Forget it. That's a roll of the dice. Like I'm gonna yeah. go to trial. See if the cop even shows up. So, Throw the lever. Yeah. Yeah. So he. So the cop says his stuff, and the judge. It, it felt like the judge was actually trying to help the poor guy out. Probably was. And so the judge says to him, "Do you have any questions for the officer? Do you have any 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 statements you want to say?" And he says, "Because of his great plan," he says. Nah, that pretty much is what happened. That was, that was, what, a, that was what he said. I, what a schmuck. <laughs> really, what a schmuck. Oh, like, my God. That was great plan. That was, that was the worst plan I've ever saw. Like, I'm going to take this to trial, piss come? off the judge, <laughs> yeah. just for no reason. So, so yeah, like you were saying, just... It yeah. wasn't me, but he didn't. It wasn't even, me. Yeah, that's what he said. It wasn't me. Wasn't me. Wasn't me. Wasn't me. So, so, so you got off, though. 
I, I won. Yes, I won. Yeah, I won. How did you? How did you win? You had evidence. I had evidence. Good. <laughs> I was prepared. It was for a whole year. I had to wait for this nonsense, but I won. So yeah. But yeah. you won. I won. Congratulations. <laughs> Good for you. As, as we said. Inconceivable. <laughs> you beat the DMV. That's the next to impossible. Yes. Uh, all right, yeah, so you have a better chance of like getting to JFK through the Van Wick on time. Ooh. Oh, never. Uh, exactly. Anyway, are yeah. we finished with the news? No, we got tons of news. Did you oh, go ahead. No, go, go, right. go. Uh, go. More finish. news. So from the that's a lot of nuts. Um, <laughs> department, Avengers Part Four is just making in the money. One day you got to play. One day you got to play. That's a lot of nuts because we have some news about a squirrel. <laughs> that's. Uh, Thank you. Um, it's raking in tons of money, and as of now, as of this broadcast, which is May 8th... Gentlemen, I just want to let you know, Pete seven. Vasquez is now watching. Hey, Pete. As number seven at the domestic box office with $631 million, and it's number two worldwide with $2.238 billion, with a B, dollars. I saw this great meme of, of, like, Avatar. I think it was Avatar, right? Yeah, it's Avatar. Running right? with... Clearly, it's supposed, you know, it's it's Falcon running with yeah. Captain America coming up screaming with Avengers on your left. Like, it's, yeah, it's, it's by this weekend. It, it's going to overtake it by this weekend easily. So, yeah. to put things into perspective, Avatar is number one, as is Dominic just mentioned, with $2.788 billion worldwide. For now. And Star Wars Part 7 is at number one domestically with $936 million. As a side note, Avengers 4 became the fastest film to gross $2 billion globally, reaching that in just 11 days, while it took Avatar 47 days to reach that milestone. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Um, what's funny is that despite all of this, box office receipts are still pacing less than 10% back of what it was last year. So last year, the movie companies have made more money mm-hmm. than they have it this year. Isn't that crazy? So where is Avengers Infinity War on this list? Do we know? Avengers is uh, number seven uh, domestic box office and number two worldwide. No, Infinity War. Oh, not, Infinity War. Not uh, Endgame. Uh, part three was number, I think it was number three. It was under, it, it already passed. So uh, it's out past that. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's. But somehow they've made less money? Yeah. In total, like oh, the entire box, all the box office receipts for so far. That's fascinating. Yeah, isn't it? Crazy? I don't know how that math can work out. <laughs> that's that. That's that crazy. It's making more money than any movie ever, but somehow not making more money than the last one. No, I'm saying in in all the box office, all of all of the the movie theater receipts. So all of them combined is less than what it was last year. Explain so, what you mean by all of them combined. So all the movies that have came out so far to this point in time last year made ten percent more money than all the movies came out combined for this year. Oh, all the movies all ever. All the movies that came out this year from January to uh, May 8th. So Last overall, year. movies are down this year is what you're saying. Correct, by 10%. By 10%. Right. Maybe because there's just crap movies coming out this year. <laughs> so, or, or reboots or remakes. Reboots or, and yeah. remakes and but, stuff like that. But hope, well, but, if you really think about it, aside from Avengers Endgame, what are the other movies that you came out that you were really excited to see this year so far? Because last year would, they had, you know what it was too. Last year they had Black Panther. That's right. And Black, Black Panther's Panther got is, legs is for days. Yeah. Black Panther is high up there on the highest grossing. And, and I Captain don't Marvel think Marvel has not reached. Yeah, Captain Marvel high. hasn't done as good as Black Panther. No, it has not. Right. All right. Um, it's done well, just not as good. Right. Speaking of Marvel, from the To Catch a Predator Marvel edition. Oh, that's just creepy. I don't like where this is going. <laughs> Is in, is uh what's is that guy who was just in the previous is he is he involved with Marvel as well? well I mean, it's Chris, Disney, Chris Hansen is Chris Hansen in Mar- Marvel now. <laughs> that would he, yeah. is he in the Marvel universe yeah. in in Brazil. Jim Cummings, they're coming for you. <laughs> in Brazil, a 15 year old boy who was pretending to be a 14 year old girl online was arrested 
for beating up a man who was talking to him on Tinder. Uh, the beating took place in a park where the man went to meet with what he thought was the 14-year-old girl, only to find the boy dressed up as Spider-Man who gave the man a Spidey beatdown. Yo. When That's police- just awesome. <laughs> Yo, this is the best thing ever. <laughs> when yeah. police arrived, Spidey handed the police place- a flash drive which contained chat logs with himself and the man who he had just beaten. Alex, play some of that <laughs> Spider-Man theme song, please. There you go. There you go. So no word if any charges will be laid upon the man who was beaten, but it did happen, so there you go. Uh, all right, here we go. Yes, here we go. Now, I'm I'm caught between two worlds, the legal world and right. the world I'm favoring right now. Any guy who's going to go meet a 14-year-old girl right. should have the living crap beaten out of him. Okay. That's it. Oh, what's the other half? You said you were going to see. No, well, the no, leg- no, no, The legality I, of it. The like, legality you know. of it. But they, they should. Having, having a daughter... I say that anybody. <laughs> the fact that he had to dress up the Spider-Man. I love, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> he's Brazilian. Yeah, well, maybe. He shows up, he's like, oh boy. Well, like, well Spider-Man. Now, who's the better crime fighter, Brazilian Spider-Man or Canadian <laughs> Batman? <laughs> well, Brazilian Spider-Man actually did something. That's true. <laughs> but and he had evidence. But wait a minute. But he got arrested. <laughs> and he wait had evidence. Yes. Wait a minute. I mean, he's a superhero. He's stopping a felon. Oh, he's yeah. really a superhero and, now. And yeah. and besides the fact. He had a mask on, which is always good for if you're going to get away with it. Now, truth be told, somewhere in the middle is really where it should be. I.e., he does he does what he does in he terms of drive. he gives a flash drive to the cops no saying this man. Down. I mean, we're going to dress up like Spider-Man. This is awesome. <laughs> gives <laughs> gives the cops the flash drive. Make sure the cops uh. cops are there waiting for the guy. Right. Then, but here's the other question though. As of right, as of that moment, did the gentleman actually commit a crime, or were there, was there just intention to commit a crime? Well, I oh, think there in was intent, intent to commit a crime. You know, I don't know what the Legally. Brazilian law is, That's but true. it is Brazilian law. But, not, uh, but then right. you also have to prove that there was intent. Right. His well, claim could be like, I was just there to look out for the welfare well, of the, you know, as they often yeah, do, get to catch a predator. All, Lauren, I was just going to talk to them. Luring a minor is also a crime. You're not allowed to meet in a America. Minor. I don't know what it is, yeah, though, yeah, in Brazil. It, so, it, it, it probably is different in Brazil, yeah. but I know in America. All right, you so, a lot of things are different in Brazil, my so, friend. Yeah. Yeah. So um, my point is, this guy with intent could have got away with this to do it again someplace else. True. Mm-hmm. In this case, he, got, he got a beat down. He got a good beat down. So... Yeah. You know, it, it's sort of a little justification in my world. Hopefully, like, they throw the least possible sentence at him. Like, he just pays, like, a cheap fine or something. Yeah. One would hope. Maybe he has or to for go. for Spider-Man. For Spider-Man, yeah. you know. At least for, he, for Brazilian Spider-Man. For Brazilian Spider-Man. And, and hopefully, Spider-Man. if the Brazilian police have any smarts whatsoever, they will now keep track on this man. On oh, this guy. A, yeah. So Absolutely. Brazilian Spider-Man, Canadian Batman, um, Morty Solomon, San- right. Santos. Yeah. Um, Thanos, Mentos, Santos. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's an interesting Santos. little we got, we got a, group we have going we on. We got our own set of <laughs> super friends. League. Yeah. yeah. Uh, super friends, yeah, yeah. even better. Clearly. Because you know, so, I know sometimes the, the problem with the with the criminal justice system is that they can't really charge you until you've done something. Right. Yeah. So you're know, like, this person is like a threatening me. It's like, yeah, well, we can't do anything until they murder you. <laughs> so <laughs> they first have to stab you. Then we can do something. Like, you can't yeah. protect me. I'm like, nope. You know? when, he, when he killed you, we got him. Yeah. So uh, just, you know, just fake your death. Yeah. All right, so hope they only stab you in non-vital organs. I have, I have tons of news, but we're just because we're only out of news time. One more, we have one more news. So let's see. And then we got to get to my department. A good one. So let's make mm. this. Um, I guess we'll make this the shorter one. The shorter one we'll do. Um, finally, the last bit of news is from the. Despite the show has wrapped production, someone is going to get fired. Department. 
Yay! For all of you Game of Thrones fans who thought you might have seen what looks like a Starbucks coffee cup during one of the scenes of the episode Last of the Starks, uh, you I were did. correct. Yep. Yeah, no, yeah, everyone knows about this. Bernie yeah. Caulfield, an executive producer on the show, says, We're sorry. However, if that's the worst thing you're finding on the show, then we're in pretty good shape. Yeah, seriously. As of this recording, HBO has already digitally removed the cup from future yeah. earnings. And as a side note, it has been hinted that the cup was from an actor who just forgot it was there before one of their scenes. I, Look, it happens so all the time. Go. It's a very common thing. In fact, there's a picture I just saw recently on Facebook of, uh, I can't say his film, Coster Walder, the guy who plays Jamie. You have no idea. He's in a scene and he's holding a big gulp. He was holding a big up, like very nondescript, but it was down here. But it was like a big group scene, but he's holding one. So it's happened. And and like these things happen on movies and TV shows all the time yep. because they're not necessarily looking for what's happening in the background. They're looking for the best performance of the actor. Right. So get over it. So what? Yep. Granted, it was really quite there. It, yes, it was anyway, from our, um, from our, yes, from our out of state cosplayers department uh we want to give a shout out to kimberly dunaway from new mexico who is a seasoned cosplayer no dollar. yeah and a seasoned cosplayer and she just uh if you check her facebook page uh i think she is the most amazing captain marvel i think she uh owns that cosplay now so uh, a shout out to Kimberly Dunaway from New Mexico. Kim, watch out, Brie Larson. Someone's coming for your job. <laughs> yes, and uh, actually, if you're in New York, come and visit us. Now, is her Captain Marvel long haired or short haired? It's Captain Marvel here. It's, uh, it's Captain, Captain Marvel hair. It's, okay. it's a little longer than Cap, but check it out on Facebook. All right, you let me know. That's it. For, that's it. That's, it. that's what that's we got. It. All right, so we're going to take our break. We'll be right back with the game from the radio. This is Brian Downey, Stanley Tweedle from the TV series Lex, and you're listening to It Came From Radio. Hi, you've heard my voice open and close the show. Now we want to hear your voice. If you have a business or product, you can record a commercial here. We offer 30 and 60 second spots. For more information, contact Mark at MFC underscore studios at hotmail.com. Hey, ghoulies, this is Demon Boy, and you're listening to It Came From The Radio. <laughs> hey, guys, I'm Christy, and I'm here to make the coolest custom cake for your next event. I also do cake pops, cupcakes, cookies, you name it. So if you're searching for the perfect birthday gift, preparing for your big day, or maybe there's nothing coming up, but your sweet tooth may have just given your brain a swift kick because of me, give me a call at 631-606-8166 or follow me at Custom Cakes by Christy, I-N-C. That's K-R-I-S-T-Y. Thanks. Hey kids, this is CJ Ramon of the world famous Ramones and then you're listening to It Came From The Radio. Hello everyone, this is Envoy Comic Distributors, the independent distributor for independent minds. We represent some of the finest small press and self-publishers out there today. To learn more about us and our publishers, search for Envoy Comic Distributors on Facebook. And shop for us online at envoy.storeenvy.com. That's E-N-V-O-Y dot S-T-O-R-E-N-V-Y dot com. Have a great day. Hey, it's Marissa Jade, your favorite mob wife, and you're listening to It Came From The Radio. Now, back to our show. And welcome back to It Came From The Radio, the official of the Big Apple Con. This is your host, Mark Torres, speaking along with Charlie Saladino, 
Pronto Comments Dolphinic Definition Man's Frontal, Alex, Fantastic Alex the Engineer, Yay. and Joseph Munchuri, our guest. You wanted to say something, Charlie? No, I was you, you just, had to I just look like no. You, like he wanted to. Say I just got through. We were just discussing this off air. I got through it. Like, what is it with the guys that work in TV, children's TV? They always have this disturbing Not dark side. All of them. But Not all of them, but you hear enough about it. Like yeah. you were saying, Barney Elmo now Barney Jim Cummings. Elmo, yeah. There's got to be some bizarre like psychological thing. They're like, yeah, I'm all happy to help with the kid, and then they, you find out they do the yeah. weirdest, creepiest stuff on yeah. the side. Yeah, it's called acting. I seriously, <laughs> but what is with that? But God bless Mr. Rogers for being that pure. Oh heart. my God, Fred, you were the best. Yeah, I love I love That's seeing those cool. things about like you know Mr. Rogers can just easily pick, pick up, up Thor's hammer. hammer. Yeah, it's like yeah. this seems kind of light and easy, but how about you, son? Uh, I like one. Right. So we're here with Joseph, who's a friend of the show. Uh, he's been on our live show at the East Middle Public Library, and now he's here in the studio. Um, Joseph is a poet. He is a writer, and he works. On uh, many things, I know I'm, he's done. I'm um, a man of too many hats. Man of too many hats, but you've worked on the. But the, your hair the, is the fantastic. Book. Don't wear a hat. You work on the key book, right? Well, now it's a butterfly book. No, but you had the key. It was a butterfly book, but you had the keys. Something. It was something with the keys. So Unlock creativity, right? Yeah. So unlockcreativity.org. Un, uh, I actually over the past week lost the site. Um, I have to. So I have to relaunch Aww. the site. Um, I'm looking at instead of a, as a sad thing, I'm looking at it as a fresh start and a new beginning. Um, this the past the past week has probably been one of the worst weeks of my life. You know. But, okay. Um, that's not a bad thing though, because when as like we said in the beginning, you know, the bad news comes first, but after the the bad comes the good. Yeah. So the only way to go is up, and um, so I guess before I move a. Uh, head right um well actually let me to lead into i was going to do some shout outs but before i do the shout outs let me lead into i guess one of the stories about the how my week was bad last week um which that way i can lead in it'll tie right into the shout outs okay uh so towards the end of the week my pro badge for new york comic-con got denied everyone's got denied well, I got a. I reached out to Read Pop, and um, they've been supportive of me from since right. day one. Uh, they actually sent not me, anymore. <laughs> oh, you know, no, I got. No, I got. They, they actually uh, sent me an apology email and okay. reversed the decision, which I've right. never seen oh, them do that before. I'm telling you, this this is happening with everyone because three, four people I know who have all been denied, and they've all had to go back and say like, "Why you've given it to me for years? Every why year, me?" Yeah. And now they're reversing it. I'm telling you, it's it's a thing that they're doing. I, my suspicion, I have no confirmation of this. I have no inside information. I'm just suspecting they realize a lot of people have had it, and a lot of people are not really pros that have gotten it because there have been people year in, year out that I've seen get a pro badge. I'm like, you haven't made a book in 10 years. How well, are you I mean, a pro? I'm, in my case, and then they're, I think they're, but I think they're denying everyone, and the people that come back with and, and complain, they're like, all right, this is a real pro. We're going to give them their badge. Well, I mean, in my case, so I'm, I'm glad you got it. I'm glad I'm you spoke unique, up. I'm a unique case, though, considering I've, I've done um, a disability awareness campaign with them. And like yeah, last it's, year, well, last that means year, you've been I, doing, but you've been doing stuff with Dominic right. that people who have not been in the business and just say that they're in the business. It's a big, it's a huge, it's, it's a thing, also, right? Yeah. You know what I'm right. talking well, about. Also, you know, remember, I'm saying you deserve to get it, and I'm glad you fought for it and you got it. I'm saying that they're probably doing this as a way of weeding out people unlike you. Who are not really active. They just want a free, uh, free. Yeah, they. To get oh, it. They yeah. just want a free there's, cheap ticket. There's, there's yeah. always people who are going to do that. Um, yeah. You know. So, but I'm glad that you got yours, sir. Yeah. 
Yeah, and as I said, you know, they've been supportive since day one, and that's a huge, you know, I want to give them a shout-out and a thank you for doing that, you know, and a thank you for, like, last year they, you know, I reached out to them, and I was like, let's do a, you know, every year I do, the past three years I've been doing the cosplay disability panel, which um, I always do a feedback survey at the end of it, and, you know, how can we improve, and they started changing the way they were doing things and listening to the feedback. They put, um... Uh, posters and and flyers and of grounding techniques in the quiet room, which leads me into my next thing, which is it's Mental Health Awareness Month. Um, oh. I started a blog, uh, a video blog on Insta- IGTV, so Instagram. You can find me at uh, Butterflies in dot space, and um, I've been posting a video every single day. Uh, now. For Mental oh. Health Awareness Month, one of the things that I yeah. did was I, uh, so as you could, uh, you guys were mentioning my hair, it's green. Well, that's for Mental Health Awareness Month. It's not just my hair that's green. Um, what else is green? So my dog's hair is green. And I want to give a huge, huge, huge loving shout out to Pandora's Pet Parlor uh, in, uh, is it, I should know this. Is it in Long Island? It's in Long Island. It's. Not West Hempstead, the town next to West Hempstead. Is it East Hempstead? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying Malvern, to West or Malvern. East. No, not Malvern. Um between it's it's not Elmont. Baldwin? Oh, it's the other way? No, it's it's Franklin Square. Franklin Square, yes. There you go. Give so, us a direction and we'll tell you the town. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. So I wanna give a huge shout out to Kara for uh doing that and you know, um I'm super supportive because, you know, for someone, you know, as young as you, as you know, me, you know, cause we're the same age, um, to be taking the risk uh, in yourself and r- starting your journey into running your own business that, you know, is hugely, hugely inspiring. And I wish you the best of luck, you know, and, you know, with your business and I know you'll do well. Um, and so, um, yeah, with, with mental health awareness month, so I started doing a, uh, a vid- vlogs on um, Instagram, Instagram and IGTV, and what ended up happening was uh, within the first couple days of me posting, police showed up in my house while I was at work to take me to the psych hospital. Um, what? Yeah, Nassau County Police. So huge shout out to them for not being trained on mental health. And so what I did was because I was at work and they were like, oh well, you know, somebody called for a check-in and all this. Um, which I suspect it was my counselor because I've been doing telehealth and my, to say how bad the mental health system is on Long Island, my counselor's in Connecticut. Okay. And my psychiatrist and my neurologist, all three of them refused to communicate with each other and they said that that's on me. So shame on all three of you, um, you know, and the mental health system. But a huge shout out to the, the state who actually sent me mental health uh, crisis intervention cards and with the crisis hotline and text line, um, which I went and uh, instead of getting upset because it was a trigger for me, I went down to the precinct at 12.30 at night after I got off from work and brought those affirmation cards with the, the, the information and offered to train the police. And that was, about a, that was almost a week ago. I'm waiting till the end of the week to see if they call me back. If they don't call me back, I'll be reaching out to them. And if they still give me problems, I'll be reaching out to the to OMH to 
uh, you know, get on them because they should be trained. So what's interesting here is that so from both things that you've said were pretty negative, you've turned them around into positive. So that's that's really good. And I want to ask you about how did you decide that that was going to be the the direction you were going to take things like it could have gone hugely south, but you 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 purposely set out to make it a positive thing. So why did you decide to take it upon yourself to do that? Because I've been through the, uh, this has been a journey, my mental health journey has been a journey that I've been dealing with for the past 15 years at least. It's more or less my whole life, but I, I fall under cross systems, so I've been falling in between the cracks. And so that led me to choose to, instead of following the path of money, which I know that I could make a lot of money very easily if I really wanted to, you know, but that means giving up what doing what I love and my passions. And instead, I'm choosing to follow my passions and try and make the world a better place, which leads me into the next big, major, major thing, um, which is um, Alexis Kennedy. Uh, we did a book launch last night um, and a mental health conference over the weekend we were part of. And it's called This Is What It... Her book is called This Is What It Feels Like. And I'm proud to say that, you know... Though I was only able to afford to fund 50 copies, you know what? All 50 of those books sold out. Well, that's really good. Congratulations. Within, within a couple days of doing, you know, between the mental health conference, the book launch last night, and um, tripping the Comic-Con uh, a couple weeks ago, which was an amazing, amazing, this amazing, amazing comic book convention up in Syracuse University uh, that they hold every two years, roughly. Um and it's a disability-themed Comic-Con, and it's all about accessibility and um, awareness and disability in comics. That's actually where I met um, Dan White from England, um, who is the artist for and writer for uh, uh, that book, I that uh, Department of Ability, which is the backstory behind that, which it finally is starting to, they're finally, it's finally available. Um, it's a, a story about he put together a team of superheroes um, because where he is in the UK, there are not, comics aren't as easy to get. Um, and his daughter, Emily, needed a superhero who she could connect with, so he decided to turn her into a superhero. Oh, um, that's really cool. And you know, what you said about the uh, New York Comic Con, it's interesting because having been to San Diego, they have a huge disability department and when you go there like there's a whole section for people volunteers for everything that they just know how to handle this situation and new york um, does not have that ability and so it's good for them to to want to to make it better you know it's it's interesting too because like i've been doing my uh back i've been backtracking you know like New York Comic Con obviously is owned by another company, and then that company's, you know, it, the companies are owned by other companies and so right. forth and so forth and so forth. I went, I, it took me a while, but I backtracked it enough, and I've been starting to look into their roots and stuff like that. And I think that, you know, um, it makes more sense for them to be going into, you know, doing disability stuff and whatnot, giving, given where, how far back, you know, once you start tracing the trails and stuff. Um, as well as just, you know, the fact that New York is where everything is based out of. It's, it's either New York or L- L.A., you know, tech startups, you know, um, you know, it, it's where, all, you know, the Wall Street is. It's where everything right. is. Um, unfortunately, being passionate and following your dreams doesn't pay. 
And so I've as as we know that too well. Oh um, yeah. <laughs> I you know the between the you know the the promoting all my stuff and everything, I've actually doubled my debt in the past month and it you know it's it's been a hard struggle and I fell and uh, actually at the mental health conference I actually broke down and cried and because I've just been trying to reach out for help and um, it you know I chose to go into the field of social work and give up the stuff that I wanted to you know that I thought I could do because the people around me said that I would never be successful and it was never that I did it was because. <laughs> Uh, I, this, I'm, in a, I'm in a system that doesn't support me and yet the public and the people support me but that support unfortunately doesn't pay the bills and so I'm burn, I've am i been burning myself out you know, working and doing double shifts every time I take off time for an event I don't just lose one day, I lose two days worth of pay and um, you know, it's those things that unfortunately you know, are slowly pushing me out of the field but at the same time, I'm telling myself, no, I can't. I can't give up. I can't give up. Let me try and do the right thing and hope that, you know, karma comes back, which leads into at the mental health conference. Um, Alexis and I did this workshop, um, which was about poetry, writing and mentorship, because over the past year I've met, I'm, I've been mentoring her um, and we decided to do a workshop on mental health and poetry writing and channeling stuff. And we're going to do a anthology um, with young people. It's going to be called Writing with Butterflies, which uh, yesterday was her birth. Well, today is actually her birthday. Happy birthday, Shadow. Yeah. Um, so a huge happy birthday to you. You know, um, she's actually doing on her Facebook right now a uh, fundraiser for her birthday. To She's a peer, uh, uh, youth peer advocate for uh, the Mental Health Association of Erie County. So she's trying to raise money for... Um, them for her birthday um which i encourage people to donate um because i wish that you know at 19 and tw or 20 you know i could be like that and that's why i went and did what i did and mentored her and helped her get published um i made a bet with her that if she could write um 30 poems in 30 days that i would i would work i would convince my publisher to publish her and so that's what we ended up doing um my publisher is one of the most one of the most amazing publishers that I've ever met. He knows marketing and all that stuff. He's running the Walt Whitman 200th uh, anniversary uh, bicentennial convention at the end of the month oh, okay. um, at the Walt Whitman birthplace, which is going to be huge. And if you've ever, if you're not a fan of Walt Whitman, you should be. He's more relevant today than ever before, if anything. Um, and he's still one of the. He's the great American poet. Um, he also is doing the Stonewall 50th anniversary um, poetry anthology, uh, which he has some. He has a, a couple of pretty big names in there, like R.B. Rose, um, who did a uh, book on mental health at, called From the Inside, and she'll have another book coming out soon, uh, I believe. Um, and uh, but yeah, so if uh, you pass me the book. I actually, so when, a year ago, I actually met her at the same mental health conference that we presented at, and I was doing a presentation, and she read a poem, uh, she gave, she showed me her work, and it was right after, right as I got my poem, to, my po my poetry book, Butterflies in Space, uh, published, and I wasn't quite sure what I was going to do with my book yet, 
but I was like, I know that I want to take the money and put it towards something. And right then and there, I was like, I know what I want to put it towards. This is the poem that she she showed me, and it hit home really hard. And when she read it last night, it home hit home even harder. And you know, this is why it's so powerful. The name of the poem is called Access Denied. Access Denied. I remember the walls. I remember them because that's where I would stare while I was thinking. What was I thinking? I want to go home. You see, the first time I was locked in the hospital, it wasn't my choice. But I only spent a few days there, staring at the walls and begging to be sent home. I attended all the groups and therapy and you changed some of my meds. I was doing okay. I was feeling better. You sent me home. There was no reason to keep me, and I was ready to face my life outside of the walls again. Things went good for a while, but for a while was only a few months, and I ended up back inside the walls. I was forced to come to you, as I wasn't being safe at home, but this time, I didn't want to leave my bed. I wanted to go home. I begged to go home. So I told you what you wanted to hear until you let me go home a couple weeks later. But because I wasn't being honest about the pain I was in, I got sent back to the hospital once again. And it was life-changing. I trusted everyone. Wait, uh, it was life-changing. I trusted someone. And I would wake up to talk to her. And I was finally able to tell my deepest, darkest secrets. And I was finally able to get the help I needed. I actually got better. I actually got to go home and be safe. But even better, I was able to feel safe too. So that's what I did for a really long while. Things got better for me. I didn't need a facility to keep me safe anymore. But again, a really long while only lasted half a year. I was struggling again, but as far as anyone could see, I wasn't a danger to myself. But anyone isn't me, and I knew that I needed to be ho needed the hospital again. I didn't want to go, but I still needed to go, so I called all by myself. I wasn't forced to come. I was asking to t for I was asking for the help I I knew I needed. I was so proud of myself and ready to get help again, but then you said no. There was nothing more we can do for you. That's what you said to me over the phone after I called you four times begging for a bed because I knew I wasn't going to be okay and I wasn't going to be safe at home. You could have helped me, but you just kept saying no. I was right. I wasn't okay. I ended up in the ER. Even when I reached out and I wanted to participate and I wanted to accept help, no hospital wanted me. There was n nothing left for me to ask for, so me and all 40 of my stitches went home from the ER as if nothing had happened, as if all my progress hadn't just been erased due to the fact that nobody wanted to help me first, help me the first time I wanted to be helped. I had no other options. I begged to be put in a safe place, and the only answer I got was no, and I'm just not so sure where that leaves me. I had to go home. I had to try to get help while I wasn't in a safe environment. And even though I seem to be doing pretty good, I still think about how I was declined. Because I still have to ask for help outside of the hospital's walls. It's just harder for me to ask. Since the last time I did that, I was told no. It makes me feel unwanted and unworthy of treatment. The hospital helped me before, and I know it could have helped me, helped me again. They just didn't want to waste their time and space on me anymore. Because they already helped me before. So, that's kind of where things are right now. I'm trying and I'm doing okay. But for the sake of other people that maybe maybe declined when they're asking for help, I just need the hospital to know one thing. Just because you st stitched me back together a couple of times before doesn't mean I won't fall apart again. 
and need just a little more glue. Now that poem, it hits home so, so hard every time I read it, I read it. And it's uh, something that I decided recently to go start going, being more public and open about myself and accepting my past. So there's one secret that I've, there are, you know, one thing that I've kept to myself for a long time and only a handful of people know, but that was that at 19, I was, I was debating suicide and, um, I went to the ER and tried to get help and I was denied and they refused to hospitalize me because I was so, I was quote, normal. I was, I, I seemed to be okay. You appeared normal. And they, over they the, say normal with the quotes. and over the past year. I had started getting those th same thoughts again. Right. And when I reached out for help this time around, I knew that the treatment had to come from me and it can't be forced. You know, I had to go out and reach it and get accept the help on my own. And that's the way mental health treatment has to be. And any treatment for that matter is you have to go out and get that help on your own, of your own well-being. And um, so, you know, of course, I have my awesome, amazing support team like Nancy, um, who huge shout out to her because she's actually uh normally she's right by my side but she's actually working with Cirque du Soleil right now at City Field which is a huge huge uh big deal for her um as a seamstress and you know she's following her dreams and she's been another inspiration but my therapist I reached I reached out and as I it you know as I was saying about the police you know they showed up in my house it was right after I start finally started trusting her right and I started really opening up and as far as I know, my insurance covers 20 sessions, and I'm already on session 13. So it's about good as useless. And I should be—I shouldn't even be on the insurance that I'm on. I should be on covered under something different. But so we have about five minutes to go. So with that, um, you do social media time. So if people with disabilities, or people who want to help, or people without disabilities who want to help, where can they get in contact with you? Uh, Instagram, butterflies, in, period, uh, space. So it's only Instagram is the only place to get to you? Uh, Facebook. On my Facebook, I'm Joseph Monastery or Doppel Cosplay. You want to spell that out for everybody? Uh, which the, my everything. last name? Spell out everything. Uh, Joseph, uh, so J-O-S-E-P-H, Monastery, M-U-N-I-S-T-E-R-I. Uh, Doppel Cosplay is D-O-P-P-L-E, uh, Cosplay, C-O-S-P-L-A-Y, um. So that's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter? No, Twitter. Twitter is at, uh, actually I'm, I'm not going to get my Twitter at the moment right, because no I, because I'm right. trying to, I want to see if I can get it to, I want to try and see if I can rename it, but I'm not sure. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, so yeah, so we're almost out of time, so we're going to do final thoughts. Charlie, since you're to my right, you want to do final thoughts? Sure. I mean, um, Joseph, nobody could say to you, oh, I know how you feel. Or, Nobody's in your shoes. Uh, the people who have experienced what you experience are the only ones that could draw to you and, and help you and make you feel better. Um, but what I just wanted to say, for all the gauntlets you have hit, for what you accomplished, it's monumental. And just keep going. Keep keep that drive alive, definitely. And uh, check out uh, Joseph's stuff. Fantastic, definitely. Alice. Do you have any final thoughts? Um, uh, no, not really. <laughs> I, I, I would I would love to do some final uh, thoughts, Joseph. 
Well, seeing as how I'm already doing the um, the daily uh, video blogs about mental health, I would love to, you know, if you guys are open to it, maybe doing some kind of like spinoff show on mental health or something, if there's a way to do it, you know, uh, there's, if there's a will, there's a way. I know that I can definitely garner support from the Office of Mental Health for something like that, um, or at least a nonprofit or something um, as I uh, go my way. Um, and at the end of the month, I'll be, in, on the 18th, I'll actually be in New Hampshire uh, for the town of Exeter Arts and Music Festival. So hopefully, you know, I'll be able to gain, gain some support there and because they've been that's something that I've been looking forward to and I'm hoping to bump into one of my mentors uh Joe Hill um who shout out huge shout out to him for uh NOS 482 on AMC Joe um, Hill from Lock and Key Yes okay and Lock and huge shout out for that too the Lock and Key adaptation Right Dominic final thought uh if you need help seek help yeah, yeah pretty short, yeah. I will help, send. I will actually help. post uh, to you guys uh, your guys blog, um, your guys site on Facebook. The uh, and give you guys the information about the the crisis hotline yeah, and sure uh, the do. text line, which I really, really, really love the text line because it's no matter where you are in the country, it's run by other peers who are going through the same thing, no matter what time of day. Um, and also, there's the Butterfly Project, which a huge shout out to Starly um, there through them. And that Facebook group, uh, which is another support group for doing the, my new logo for Butterflies in Space. So I would, I would just say, like, there is no shame in seeking help. It is a large, massive sign of maturity yeah. to seek help. If you are self-sufficient and you need help, that's fine. Go get help. And I the agree. shame is only in the people who won't give you the help. That's correct. Mm, that's the, that's yeah, the shame. Yeah. So that about does it for this week on the Came From the Does Radio. it really, Mark? Join us right here any week on this radio station. If you miss any part of the show, tough. go to our website, www.itcamefromradio.com. Listen to archives will be up in a week or so. Um, you can go on Facebook Live at every Wednesday, 3 o'clock. Make sure you can check us out there. Check us out on Beyond the Dawn Studios or places such as, here we go, <clears throat> Overcast, Pocket Cast, iHeartRadio, Google Play, iTunes, Breaker or Breaker, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Spotify, Podbean, Player FM, Soundcast, Acast, Castbox, tune in. We have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We have a YouTube page, or just Google. It came from the radio. You know, we need to have some music for that. Like <laughs> to play me or, one of those Raymond Ray Scotts. That thing. We need to have that when you do it. And right after he finishes, they should say, "And a partridge in a pear tree." Next week. You've been listening to It Came From The Radio with Mark Torres. The views of the show's hosts and guests did not necessarily reflect that of the management, owners, or staff of the station. We now return you to your earthly scheduled broadcast.